Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like, board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, this is episode 10 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utini podcast where we take some random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 40 Star Wars books and I own 14 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline pages over at Utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media and I own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. On today's episode, we are doing a spotlight on our favorite stormtrooper turned good, FN2187, aka Finn. But before we dive in, Trev, can you let our first-time listeners know what is it that we do in this show? Yep, sure. So this is a largely unscripted show. Uh, Once we've decided on a topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs. I will try and do as little research as possible, essentially just dragging random facts out of my brain. We could talk about any elements of Star Wars, legends, canon, books, video games, serial packets, you name it, and hopefully keep you entertained and informed over the next hour or so. So, Jose, how's it going? It's good, man. Um, as you know, I have been trying to teach myself how to play the guitar. Yes, and how's I going? I've never, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I've never played an instrument before, and I just didn't know that you had to push really hard on the strings <laughs> so my <laughs> fingers are in pain man they're like they're numb and there's like <laughs> there's a calluses forming i guess but so dude. for those that don't know i play guitar as well and jose posted yes. a video on our slack of him trying to play the star wars theme tune so he's he's not just picked up four chords and trying to strum wonderwall like everybody else when they're learning guitar he's gone straight into star wars guitar solos of course <laughs> of course i mean <laughs> But anyways, that's what I've been doing, and that's why my finger, my left hand fingers hurt. Um, but yeah, so what's up with you, man? How you doing? Oh man, I've, I've I've just been swamped in work, absolutely swamped. For those who don't know, I am um, I manage like caravans on a caravan park, so I'm okay. in charge of all the accommodation and stuff. And with COVID restrictions possibly easing, we could be open in a month, which means I've got a month to. Oh. train 40 members of staff and get all these caravans clean and yeah it's it's tough it's tough but uh yeah uh, but i'm always here I make time for this show this show is everything to me so uh <laughs> so yeah should we should we get on with the show sure man um well i mean 
so we're talking about Finn, but I did want to ask you because I mean you you said you know we want to try to be a little bit more structured in how we we put out these episodes, right? We want to know we want to be able to touch on specific characters we want to go on crazy tangents about the force we want to bring <laughs> some guests in to talk about their like favorite characters or ships or books or whatever but for this episode you suggested it's like why don't we do a character spotlight on finn so there's not a lot about you know as far as i know right there's not really a lot of content on finn out there so what exactly motivated you to to suggest this as a, as a theme i mean that's that's kind of a, almost the point with this one is if we chose Ray, she had a very, you know, she's she's the main character. So we've got mm-hmm. a whole story arc. Um, yeah. Poe's got his own comic series. He's got a couple of books. Finn's kind of, he's he's unserviced. He's he's not had the spotlight that the character deserves. And yeah, also what content is there is kind of contradictory and so ultimately the reason i chose finn is to give me a reason to go back and read all these things Mm. (laughs) since now that rise of skywalker's been and gone to try and make sense of it all myself that's what i use this show for to give me an excuse to go back and read (laughs) really random things to solidify it in my mind so so yeah that's what i've done the last couple of days (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's a very legitimate reason to choose a topic, though, right? I mean, it's like, sure, like, I, I've been wanting to do this, so then let's just talk about it. And that way, like, it gives you that little bit of an extra motivation to actually go through with it. Yeah, and we'll see at the end of the episode whether it helped. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But, um, I mean, now you brought up, now that you bring this up, um, let's just start with that. So... Yes, Ray, we get a fairly like complete arc. Yeah. Poe was very much a side character, therefore I think that's the motivation to doing a Poe Dameron comic because he's he's an interesting person, he's an interesting character, and there's definitely some backstory to how he got to where he is. So let's just explore that a little bit more. Yeah, he's um, the hotshot pilot, form. he's the jock, he's the he's exactly. the popular one. But Finn, I think, is in terms of like screen time and popularity or whatever, is somewhere in at least when the movies he was kind of like in between, where he is not that much of a as much of a side character as Poe was originally set out to be, and he's obviously not the main lead as Ray, so he's just sort of like stuck in that in between world. But for me, the even in The Force Awakens, so you you know who Poe is from the second you see him. You know his character. Mm-hmm. You you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to be leading the space battle at the end. True. Finn is an actual defecting stormtrooper, mm-hmm. which isn't something you've ever seen before. Right. And he, you you just don't find out enough about it in the movie, for, for me. I think it was a bit of a wasted opportunity there it's i mean i i i tend to agree with that and um because that was there was so much potential with that um that is definitely one of the things that was i mean movie wise you had never seen the face of a stormtrooper either so when he first takes off his helmet i mean i remember yeah. i remember in that trailer when he takes off the helmet and you're like wait what just happened 
Like, is that just sort of like when when Luke and Han took off their helmets? So he's actually a you know part of the resistance, part of the rebellion, and he just took it off because he was disguised as a stormtrooper. But then we find out that he's actually a stormtrooper, and that was insane when when like that when I saw that in the movie. Um, and not only just a defecting stormtrooper, you know, he helped a hero of a resistance escape. Right. Right. Which is crazy, but so interesting. Um, but now I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here or question here. But <laughs> you said that, you know, we've, well, we know we've never seen this in the movies before. We, I don't know how much, it, well, with the new Disney canon, it hadn't been explored before this either. Are there any cases that you can think of in Legends where we did have... Um, Stormtroopers defecting the Empire in the in in a similar all way. All the time, all the time, all the time. Really? Yeah. It's because it's a it's an age old trope, and it? it's mm-hmm. an age old story arc of you know villainous regime, good guy at the bottom realizes the error of his ways and error of his ways and defects to the good guys. Yeah, that ha- that happened a lot in Legends. Really. I mean, were they yeah, ever yeah. made to be fairly, like, main characters? Or were they always sort of like, oh, yeah, this dude, like, escaped or, you know, he doesn't want to be a, a stormtrooper anymore. So now he has this information for us. So... I don't... I don't... I think main character would be a stretch or even happening in, you know, sort of a adult novels or mm-hmm. core line comics or anything like that. But so many smaller things happened. First thing that comes to mind if you mention that is the the video game force commander okay it's one of those real tri- real-time strategy games loved force commander it was bloody amazing yeah um but that's essentially the whole arc of that really is you know imperials defecting to to, to the rebellion yeah i mean it's like it, so yeah it was quite common it but it would be if if think about it, it Really, it it should be. <laughs> if you want to believe in any inherent goodness of humanity, <laughs> it should be a fairly common occurrence. Right. I mean, because we do see... Well, that's that's one of the reasons in uh, in Battlefront 2 with the um, item Versio, right? And that's... Uh, that's the, I think, actually, they kind of explore how she defects a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Than... Um, them with Finn in a way, just because we do kind of see her, like I was, I guess we we get to see her facial expressions maybe more. Um, <laughs> but um, when you know when stuff is going down, and then you know that her, why she got into it in the first place is because of her father, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so it, it does feel a little bit more of a complete arc as to how she ends up defecting than with Poe. I mean, with with uh, Finn. It's like I, I guess he sort of explains it on the last movie where he just goes. He had a feeling, right, that he's that he's had the force all along, perhaps that he because he is force sensitive, and he's just okay. I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna stop you there. Let's yes. come back to that one. Let's okay. leave. A, let's go in the order of the movies, kind of. Okay. Let's leave the force sensitivity. All right. Because I want to come back. So to that force one later. awakens. <laughs> we see him struggle. But before even then, one thing you just spoke about was um, how Iden Versio is in the Empire or the First Order. Yes. Not the Empire, because of her father, right? Yes. How Finn is in the Empire isn't really 
explained. He says that, you know, FN2187 is the only name he's ever been given, correct? Yeah, that's, I mean, he was, he, taken as a, movie he was taken as a child. Exactly. And again, that's never mentioned in the movies. But oh, okay. that whole conscription of children thing has been built up quite a bit in the books. Yes. You've got the the Servants of the Empire um, junior books by Jason Fry that I keep raving about because they're properly underrated gems. But mm. are set in the... I'm sure you've heard me talk about them. They're set in the Rebels era. They cross over when um, Ezra goes undercover in the Academy. Yeah. The first book ties in with that. That's the main character of that first book. Okay. And four more books. Okay. And it's all to do with um, Hux the Elder, Armitage Hux, so Brendel Hux's mm-hmm. father. He's all part of the whole conscri- conscripting of children for First Order purposes. And then by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker with uh, Janna and you find out she was conscripted, you know, yes. Lando's daughter, but we all know it's Lando's daughter, but it's never actually put anywhere in black and white except maybe a visual dictionary. Um, but then the emphasis or the implication is that they're only conscripting or kidnapping Force-sensitive children for the First Order. So you've got that whole background as well that we never find out about Finn. We never find out who his parents were. But, but at the very least, we do know You know, he was just kidnapped as a child and yeah. forced into servitude as a stormtrooper. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, it works for the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so. But then, so that's another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> They're not that was, different than the Jedi, a... man. He's taking but children. was he a stormtrooper? Was he really a stormtrooper? Um, FN2187? Yeah. Or was he a janitor? Ah, uh, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, though he had all the training for a stormtrooper, I think. I mean, when I well, I've I've never been in the military, so I'm not sure how terms work. But if you're in the military, aren't you a soldier? Even if what you're doing is like being the janitor within a base, like you still but know how to shoot a here's gun. The first, here's the first contradiction for me with regards to Finn and um, all the other canon material. So in Force Awakens, he says that he worked in sanitation. Yes. He tells Han Solo he worked in sanitation. Yes. One of the first Force Awakens time books that came out was Before the Awakening. Mm-hmm. So it's written by Greg Greg Rucker, who's a massive Marvel comics writer. He's written so much good stuff. It's three short stories, one for Ray, one for Finn, one for Poe. And the, the Finn one is brilliant. So it really? talks about it talks about how he is you know, he's in the top percentile. He's an amazing trooper, always obeys orders, hits all the marks, one of the best shots. Phasma kind of thinks he could be a really rising star in the ranks. Um, it also talks about, you know what? I'm going to hang fire on that thought and come back to it because I, I know where I'm going with this. I've already stopped you on talking about full sensitivity once, so I'm going to come back to that point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's... He's, you know, he's the best of the best as a stormtrooper. Yeah. But he's not a fan of killing anyone. Uh, he refuses to leave his squad mates behind during training. He's got an inherent goodness about him. Now, that book finishes with him being deployed to Jakku as... It's almost his second chance to prove himself worthy of being in the First Order. And then that takes us into Force Awakens. Well, So that yes. was Finn's first backstory. 
Well, yeah. And, and so is that the story then where, um, so he, we see his first mission because Jakku was not his first mission. His first mission was no. going to this, uh, I forget the planet where he goes to, uh, there's some miners that are on a, on strike or something. And he, they're asked to exterminate the miners and he refuses to kill them as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's this book. That's yeah, his he, book. He, he, he doesn't refuse to kill them, but his buddy, uh, is it? I can't remember the guy's name, but there's one on the team that's just a bit rubbish mm-hmm. and Finn keeps bailing them out. But because this other stormtrooper knows that he's nowhere near the same level as everyone else, he's the fir- when they get given a command by Phasma to kill these guys, he's the first to do it to prove his worth. Yeah. He's the first to pull his blaster out. So he kind of saves Finn from having to do it. Mm. Got it. Because Finn's put his neck on the line for him Got it. a few times before. So Got it. that's why the Jakku mission is a second chance. Yeah. Because he didn't he didn't he he was in a really conflicted position, but he was saved from having yeah. to really make that decision yeah. at the time himself. So and and then but then that's also something that maybe this is this, the starting to talk about the contradictions that, that you're mentioning because yeah, he's supposedly getting these really high marks, you know, really high scoring when when it comes to like all the training. But he is an empathetic character. He is there is a, a general goodness about him. He helps the other um, trainees um, with you know with their drills and, and and whatnot, right? Like he's helping the fellow stormtroopers with because they're not as good as him. But yeah, as. But within the emp, at least within the empire, when we saw that with with uh, Ezra in Rebels, I feel like yeah, that wasn't a good thing. Like you kind of get points taken out of your <laughs> overall score if you are helping others because you 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 need to be ruthless in order to be a proper trooper. And I think that that is a point that's made in Before the Awakening. Yeah, is that Phasma and um, Hux are watching Finn during the simulations. And he's getting the job done. Yeah. But he's not as ruthless as they'd want there. Yeah. It's probably more thinking. Yeah. Than they'd want their yeah. stormtroopers. Yeah. To he's be. not being conditioned slash like, um, no. you know, brainwashed in the same degree or same level as everyone else. But also in that story, there's not one single mention of a sanitation department. Oh. He's, He's not a janitor. He's literally peak high-scoring first trooper yeah, cadet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so straight away, that's that's not what is given in the I movie. I see. <laughs> I see. Because if if the ending of that book leads right into him being deployed to Jakku, and we do see everything that happens after that, yep. then when was he actually a janitor at Starkiller Base. Exactly. Right? That's sort of... that's. Um, but there are two comics that kind of show that. Okay. Well, tell me about so, them because I don't know these. Uh, the first one is from a, a Star Wars Adventure comic, the IDW comic, the one that's aimed at mm-hmm. younger readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two comics actually share a fairly similar plot. So... Uh, number three of the IDW comics, it literally shows him as a janitor. Um, and there's some sort of um, 
infestation, a pest infestation on a base somewhere. And he kind of has to deal with it. They're down in the Wait, sewage tunnels. and Is this... I heard that there's a story about him where a monkey lizard takes off his helmet and starts laughing at him and stuff. Is that where... That's exactly the one. That is... <laughs> Why didn't you save this that for the big... batshit crazy book of the week? This is perfect. <laughs> at least no, that panel. That like... <laughs> so not, not only does that happen. Uh-huh. And, okay, so... When I told you just now that we were going to hold some other stuff off because it regarded to Finn being full sensitive. Yeah. This could be a massive retcon right here. So this takes place obviously not far before the mission for Jakku because he overhears Kylo Ren talking about the fact that they, they've got close to finding, um, oh, what's his name? Lorne Santeca. They don't mention yeah. him by name. Yes. But they say... We're, you know, we've got reports that suggest a planet within the western reaches of the inner rim, and we all know what they're supposed to be talking about. Anyway, so, and it's all a bit silly. Uh-huh. Uh, Finn causes a power cut while he's chasing this thing around, but he accidentally ends up in Phasma's office uh-huh. when Kylo knocks on the door. And he slides <laughs> the door open. He's holding Phasma's helmet in his hand and sticks it out through the dark. And Kylo's talking to the helmet, and he's just like nodding no. the helmet as if to. No way. They're for younger kids, all right? Anyways, not in the helmet. And Kylo says, you know, right, we'll, we'll sort this out and goes off. And Finn literally says, I can't believe that didn't work. Uh, sorry, I can't believe that worked. Now, you could easily retcon that as being part of his force sensitivity. Oh. But he managed to mask himself yeah. from Kylo Ren. Wait. Like, surely Kylo, like, someone that strong in the force would be able to go, hold on, that's not Phasma. Yeah. Like he like Jedi mind tricked Kylo Ren. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> it, I was thinking more masked his force presence. Got or it. Masked his presence in the force. Yeah, right. Because I wouldn't think that he shouldn't be able to Jedi mind trick Kylo Ren. <laughs> no, no, because he doesn't even know he he has the force. But yeah. well, but everyone has it. We're all luminous beings, Trev. We yeah. all have it. Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's all about how but... open that door is but we all we, we... but for him it wasn't he was a stormtrooper it wasn't very open at all and it, like i said it's a kid's book it's a kid's yes. comic so it's the visual gag of him holding phasma's helmet up question whatever, but yes is he in full stormtrooper getup as a janitor or do they have a different yes. uniform no he he is in stormtrooper getup I feel like he would, that would leave a lot of, like, you know, sp- spots when he's trying to clean up. <laughs> like, Well, no, because they're white. No, but, they're, like, they're, they're he can't see very well with those helmets. Like, <laughs> he was just trying to look down on the floor. He's not going to be able to get rid of all the dust. Lack of peripheral vision is an established fact. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that's the most uh, efficient of uniform to be keeping those corridors clean. But again, so the next one I want to talk about is uh, (laughs) from those Age of Resistance comics that came out. So the Finn chapter of the Age of Resistance comics, his first speaking panel Mm. is him holding a mop and going, fear my mop, as he's mucking around with a mate pretending to be Kylo Ren. So it's established that he wasn't a crack shot stormtrooper. He yeah. was a janitor, 
but yeah. already you've so you've got these very two conflicting backgrounds for him. Yeah, you you know what? Like I think that um, if that first that first book you mentioned, um, if it didn't lead right into Jakku, I could sort of see it working like. He did get all these really high marks, at, you know, as he was being trained. He was like, a, you know, a really good shot. He was good with the, you know, melee weapons, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, sure, he was great. But then something happens to him, which is that first mission, where then he gets really messed up, and then no one is like happy with his actual performance out in the field. But so, you know, what did they do? Then they assign him all this sort of like crappy jobs of like sanitation and whatnot, just because. He did not live up to the expectations of what his like training led everyone else to believe he was able to do, or you know just something along those lines. And then he ends up having to somehow go to Jakku for whatever reason. But that was kind of maybe like a more of a last minute decision type of thing. However, if that were the case, then when I think it's Hux that asks. Uh, Phasma in Force Awakens if this was his first offense, right? And then she's like, no, this is like, this is brand new. He's never done anything wrong. Then obviously then that would not really work with that instance because they know that he has been kind of not great before. <laughs> like he has maybe, been Maybe helping. they just give him shifts though. Maybe, maybe it is like, here's your training on the range. You know, here's your accuracy. Right. Here's your shooting. Right. Oh, and by the way, in between, you go scrub toilets. Maybe That's... they just really get the best out of their stormtroopers. That makes sense. Let's, I mean, let's you... save on staff. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. Make a make a very strict toilet duty rota. That's. I mean, that makes sense. I could I could see that. So it's yeah. So like yeah, from five a.m. to two p.m. You're you have gun training, and then from then you have your lunch, and then you have to scrub toilets, and then you go back for like sniper rifle, <laughs> whatever. You know. It it really helps instill a sense of uh, humility within them as well, you know. That keeps them down to earth. I I feel that's important in a stormtrooper. <laughs> yes, that humility is definitely one of those things that you can feel. <laughs> way you know, on all Star Wars movie is that stormtroopers are humble. That is that is why yes, they walk yes. into things and why they Salt, they choose not to be very good at shooting. You know. Because <laughs> they don't want to be, yes. you don't want to be showing off. <laughs> Obi Wan does say in A New Hope, like, "Oh, this was definitely the work of stormtroopers. This is really good. This is really good shooting <laughs> that we see here. So definitely, this was stormtroopers. And then right after that, they never shoot good or well again. So they just decided, like, you know yep. what? That was too good. Let's, let's take it down a notch, guys. Let's." Uh, no, but you, in in real terms, I can tell you why that is. In real terms, because they put the worst stormtroopers on the Death Star. Where are you going to keep all the rejects? You know, no one's getting to the Death Star. You know, they're best safe there. All the ones bottom of the scorecard. Let's chuck them there. You know, they're, they're on a armor plated moon. They're fine. The real sh- sharpshooters are out in the field. Mm. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. It falls apart in everything else but for that one movie it works <laughs> i i was with you for like a second and i'm like hey yeah that kind of <laughs> works like why do you need really good ones in this heavily armored base that supposedly has no like you know uh, weaknesses yeah, just decoration 
So, yeah. But, I mean, it's a huge... Yeah, that is why you need janitors and people like that. <laughs> but there is there is one more piece of evidence pointing towards Finn being an actual janitor, not, you know, okay. top of his class. So there's a series of Choose Your Destiny books, like Choose Your, choose your Own Adventure books for okay. junior readers. And one of them came out as part of a journey to Rise of Skywalker. It's written by... Kevin Scott, you know, Utini's oh. very own awarded social butterfly. Yes. It's all about Finn and Poe. It, it's a really fun little read. Oh, really? So many. I've, I flicked through this today. So many ways to lose and only <laughs> one way to win. It's one of these where you, you get to the bottom of the page, you know, do you do this? Do you do that? Go to this yeah. page or that page. There must be about 40 ways to die in this book and only <laughs> one to win. But he makes a comment. They're trying to fool some uh, some First Order lieutenant or something or other. And Finn makes a comment about knowing exactly how many toilets there are on a Star Destroyer. <laughs> because he worked in that department. He's like, do you know how many toilets there are? I do. And that's how many you're going to have to clean if you don't come up, go along with us. Oh, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> is definitely useful information. I mean, you know, he at least he owns it, you know. He's like, I, I, I know this information and... That's why <laughs> that's why I'm useful is because I know where all the toilets are because no one pays attention to the help and the staff in these bases. Apart from the one we just spoke about, you know, that's all the backstory we have for for Finn. And if we talk about all the kind of books and comics that happen within the, the three sequel trilogy movies, yeah, he's he's nearly always used as almost comic relief or the the fish out of water water yeah. thing he's not used he doesn't get a lot of meat to his character development yeah or his story arc and um even if we talk about the last jedi now i love the last jedi mm-hmm. i absolutely love it. i think it's an absolute classic film but i can't stand the canto bite bit i <laughs> i really i'm not a fan i i just think it's a bit it's a bit clunky. We get the message and we're hit over the head with it. Yeah. Um, so we get the Finn hadn't really committed to the rebellion at that point. And then when he really kind of sees the truth of it all, then he's he's quids in by the Battle of Crate, right? Yeah. So that's the character development for him. And even between uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, all the books and comics, there's still not there's still not a lot there for him. He's not given a lot to do. He continues to play that whole. Yeah. You've got Ray being training to be the hero. You've got yeah. the hotshot pilot. And he's kind of treated a bit bumbling, really. Yeah, I mean, I. So I know that. I think it was. Was it. Uh, yeah, maybe in an interview with John Boyega for Force Awakens. I know that he wanted to treat. I know he he um, he auditioned for the role a number of times, um, and it wasn't until he tried the American accent that that kind of solidified like a little bit more who the character was. Because I think at first he was trying his own accent, his uh, you know, um, but it just wasn't quite right. But oh, you'd never have a stormtrooper with a British accent. That's <laughs> purely safe. That's purely safe for the guys in the imperial suits. Yeah. So, um, but. Um, I think one of the things that he was trying to do with his character is, uh, or the way that he saw 
Finn was that he was our avatar within the within the movie, you know. So he he is the one that was like, "Whoa, that's dangerous!" Like, he, so he is the audience, and he is reacting to everything around them in a way that to let us into that world because everyone else is sort of like, okay, so this is what I have to do. This is my destiny and whatnot. But he's the one that can be reacting to things a little bit more real time and in a, in a much more sort of relatable way than how most other characters within the story react to the events happening. Because well, it, absolutely. You've got that thing of him saying, I'll use the force. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a, Great yeah. line, and I yeah. love that yeah. because he's clueless. He has no idea. No, no, he's that, and that's and so that is he. He allows us to be able to 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 understand the events, especially for people that are new to the series. Um, if you've seen all of the movies before, and you know, or like you, who's consumed every single piece of Star Wars media available, then of course <laughs> you, you don't need that like avatar in there. You don't need that person to bring you in. You already understand more or less how the universe works but for new people they need that person that maybe like talks like them and just reacts like them to to see themselves in there i mean besides the fact that obviously he then allows for african you know like black people and african-americans and whatnot to like see themselves within that universe too because there's not a lot of that before just lando i guess right so um obviously helps minorities fit within that universe but just everyone in general, because he can—he is the one. It's like, why is everyone going back to Jack? Who? Why are you not running away <laughs> from all these people? Like, let's just leave this war and just live a happy life somewhere else. Because this is crazy. <laughs> like, he's definitely the yeah. He is the is the everyman, isn't he? Yes. And he's so. Let's talk about the reason that he even hung around. Like, it's always quite explicit that he's there for Ray. Yes. You know, he's the one who wants to go back and rescue her. Yes. That's his entire motivation in Last Jedi. Now, why is that, do you think? Because I... she's just someone he bumped into on a desert planet or... Yeah, um, I... Well, there's obviously... There's a lot of people that think that that Finn was in love with Rey. And that that is part of the motivation for him to... Um, want to save her and then that was like the big thing that he wanted to like say to her during um, Rise of Skywalker and you know there's obviously the evidence possibly in um, The Force Awakens when he's just like oh do you have a boyfriend and he's just you know kind of like seems to be somewhat interested in her in that other yeah, way I, I, I don't think that really I don't think that's there I wouldn't have no. I'd have thought that was a cop out yes I, I, I don't think I don't think that he is romantically interested in her. I think that after he leaves, um, after he defects as a stormtrooper, he meets two people. He meets Poe and he meets Rey. So these are two very important people in his life because this is now when he is choosing to be a person rather than just a stormtrooper. So these are his two sort of like human connections. These are his two best friends. And, And he and... Poe kind of has his stuff together, you know. He has, he knows what he, what he's about. He has his droid. He has his team. Ray is he when we first see her, is as lost as he is. So I think that yeah, he yeah. feels the responsibility or that kinship that you know that they're both in this together, and 
there's no reason for Ray to be in the resistance the same way that Poe is. Like Poe wants to be there. Poe is choosing to be there. So I think that that Finn always wants to help Ray because he sees her as someone like him, someone who doesn't have anyone else. And there's no reason for her to be involved in all this craziness. And that he is responsible for her in a way that no one else is. So he wants to be able to be there for her because he doesn't know if anyone else can relate to her in the same way that he can. So I think it's a very sort of more of like a brother-sister, best-friend type of relationship. And I think that is why he's always so interested or, or um, yeah, in, in just like saving her and helping her. I, I totally agree that it's a relationship on that level of, you know, um, looking out for each other. But do you think that's for force? Knowing what we know now? I Yeah, I mean, it's... I think after what we see in The Rise of Skywalker, I think that you can argue that Force-sensitive beings, Force-sensitive people, probably also have that extra bit of a feeling between each other. And, I mean, I think it just helps strengthen that kinship that I'm talking about, that he he feels that there is something else, there is some other way that they connect. And he might not have known that it was the Force, but maybe that is also why he has that little bit of extra, an extra push or an extra motivation to help her is because they connect in another, in a much more deeper way than other people can connect because they both have a connection through the force. So we need to, we need to dive into this now. Okay. Finn being force sensitive. So when I interrupted you earlier, when we were talking about the short story from before the awakening, but so the short story that he isn't a janitor in, but he's just a really good stormtrooper. It's quite clear in that, but he's, he's an outsider. He's not part of the team. He's, he's aloof for reasons, but he can't explain. He's, they don't use the word special because it's in a, you know, it's in a cadet Imperial environment. You wouldn't consider special. But it's very clear that he's different to the other Stormtroopers. And I think that's the only place that that's ever used or ever yeah. implied. And even then, it's not implying that he's Force-sensitive. It's implying that he's a nice guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> what makes him different to his colleagues. Yeah, It's not Force-sensitive. It can be read as Force-sensitivity when you go back to it, knowing what we know. Yeah. Um, but throughout everything, nothing supports that until we get to it in Rise of Skywalker. Do you think it was always planned? Do you think that's written into the first movie? Do you think that J.J. Abrams or, you know, Star Wars writers as a whole knew this was going to be, this was the overarching plot line, character arc for Finn. So we oh. can read back to comments like this in Before the Awakening. I, I want to say that, yes. Um like I, I, you know, I, I didn't know you were going to ask me this question, but I felt I had a feeling that we were going to touch on this at some point. But um, <laughs> it's no way to avoid it. Yeah, exactly. No, but but I look one one of the first images that came out for the movie was him holding a lightsaber, 
So yes, and, it, it, oh yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that it was gonna be him that was gonna be the new Jedi in training and whatnot when we were when we didn't know anything about um, the Force Awakens. So I can't. So the question had to be brought up at some point during that writing process and filming process. Like, is he force sensitive? Because you, if he is wielding a lightsaber, that is inevitable to question, to to you know, to bring up that question. And the you know he, I mean, obviously he doesn't win his battle against uh, Kylo Ren. But there's no, and no, that and he, that was refreshing for me to see a non-force user trying to right, right. trying to use a lightsaber because that's that's realistic. Yeah, you know, if one was there and you're in my situation, you'd pick it up and have a go. Yeah, you'd, you'd get your ass kicked. But exactly, you'd pick it up and have a go. But he, I mean, and, and he has obviously some training in melee and 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 whatnot because of uh, yeah, his, his training as a stormtrooper. So he sort of understands how to use a weapon like that. And I think that probably also possibly just being aided a little bit by the force because the force can, I mean, the, to me, the force still affects everything. Even if you're not super force sensitive, the force is still sort of acting within people and within the actions in this universe. So I think that there was always some thought that there was some force acting within him in the movie and before it was very you know more clearly like stated in the rise of skywalker so i think that there was always an idea that the force was within him i mean the last the last star wars book that i finished was the rise of skywalker novel i think think i finished that last week i've been really late reading that one yeah um and even within that book it's so vague there's maybe two points where it's clearly identified yeah and i think um there's says something along the line of ray can feel his presence brighten within him or something along those lines but even then it's kept really vague so it's only twice but it's really pointed out and it's it's never outright said yeah it's never finn you have the force too it's just kind of alluded to like like the film itself yeah well, I think cause it, then it, they might just be mucking it up a little bit too much, just because they they you know they have a story that they're trying to tell, and for them to kind of really get into this, that's just that's that's a lot to unpack and to explore and to and because then people really want to know more about it, and I think for maybe the casual viewer of the movies, that part is not as important. So let's just you know that they need to keep it a little more vague and a little more clean, and it's it is not really like. And people like us, and we just it's like, yeah. So give me that book, give me, <laughs> give me that backstory, give me that, you know, give me what happens after because I want to know more about this. Like, so does he go into trading? I mean, what we see in the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is that something that we can consider, like, what actually happens after uh, Rise of Skywalker? I, I, uh-huh. I hope so because Finn's not been apart from these couple of comics I mentioned. I'm not sure story. He's not been front and center for yeah. a single story of his own. Like the big, um, the big books between what well, between films in the sequel trilogy, like Resistance Reborn. You know, he's not front and center. He's he's there, but yeah. most of his appearances are kind of uh, Finn and Poe team ups as they go about Resistance business. 
Yeah. And you, you never really... His status in uh, Rise of Skywalker still hasn't felt earned by that point yeah. for him. Um, you know, he's a general, but it's 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 not hmm. felt earned. There's no development. So I would love the first post-sequel trilogy to really focus on Finn. Let, let Ray be. Let her have some quiet time. She's done yeah. enough. But really focus on Finn and almost have that Almost have that contradiction in terms like trying to undo stormtrooper conditioning, yeah, and learn to be a Jedi. That's got to be a tough one. <laughs> that I mean, tough and or just at least interesting. I mean, it, and even just to kind of, if there was such a book where I mean, I guess now we're just going on pure speculation, right? And fan and, and like, uh, just um. But if there was a book like that, and then maybe it also just flashed back. Like, you know, a lot of Star Wars books always have these two sort of storylines, right? They have your main plot, and then either another character's plot and how they both sort of connect at some point, or the main plot and then the flashback stuff. So this could work really well as one of those where it's you have your main plot of what's happening right after Rise of Skywalker, and then the secondary plot is, I you know, it's flashbacks of him training as a stormtrooper and then that would be really interesting just maybe paralleling the jedi training to the stormtrooper training and just seeing if there, you know like maybe there isn't that much of a difference or something i don't know like or how Dude, different I it want is this book I, I want this book already <laughs> right like that could be super interesting um i i mean the books just all i mean the books i've read so far um they always do a really good job at like making you or humanizing a lot of the Imperials, right? And and a lot of people from from the other side, which the movies don't do so much of. Um, so it would really be it would be really cool to see that in the books uh, or in this potential book, just sort of seeing how maybe there isn't that much of a difference. Um, I think this this is one of those things we need to wish into existence. <laughs> I think that's the best. That's the best possible pitch for a Finn novel I right? ever could have heard. I'm, I mean, someone must have had, like, someone must have pitched this at some point. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm not a writer, and like, <laughs> come on, like, someone has have to have thought about this, and they're like, you know what? So, Let's just focus on High Republic for now. But that's a great idea. We'll do it. <laughs> and it could almost be one of those, um, like, if we got someone like, I say we, sorry. If we were given someone like James Lucino and he wrote this book, yeah. he would tie in all these disparate elements that don't particularly match and make it all work. Because like we said at the start of the show, Finn's in- entire backstory is contradictory. Yeah. It's, it's you're a janitor in the film, but in the books, actually you're in your top percentile of Stormtrooper cadets, right, and right. then you're force sensitive, but that's never even been hinted at before. It's there's a lot to work with there. Someone could write yeah. a really good book with that. Yeah, I mean, it could be a very. I mean, if we also get some like scenes of him through the movies, just like how psychologically he is struggling to to leave whatever bit of conditioning he did have from being a stormtrooper like just really struggling but again we that. don't even we, we, we don't even see that no um, i know i know he just he was good from the get-go right he's like oh this is not right so now i'm just gonna be yeah 
I'm just going to be part of the good guys now. But yeah, I mean, his whole life he was raised within the ranks of a stormtrooper. So like, there is something in him that should be, you know, those the way that his brain and the synapses, synapses within his brain have been like stitched together. Like, there has to be some struggle. So like I said earlier about him being used as sort of comic relief and being a wasted opportunity, I'm going to dive straight into batshit crazy book of a week here with um, Forces of Destiny, The Ray Chronicles. Okay, well, first of all, bravo on that fantastic segue into, I think this was the cleanest way to get into <laughs> the batshit crazy book of the week. <laughs> it's the batshit crazy book of the week. So, so are you aware of uh, Forces of Destiny YouTube videos? I think I know of them. I have not seen them. I, I'm pretty there's, sure I'm aware there, of them, but I have not seen them. That's that's. There's that's, a bunch of them, and there's also a five series comic uh, from IDW, and they're all about the strong female characters in Star Wars. And there's one called Tracker Trouble, which is set in between the Force Awakens. So when they escape off. Uh, What's the name of Han and Chewie's ship before the Falcon with the raftars on it? The Elvana, maybe? Anyway. Yeah, the cargo ship. So the first time Han and Chewie meet Ray and Finn and they escape off it. Yeah. They're they're up back on the Falcon. Uh, there's a tracker. They find it. Finn doesn't know what to do with it. Accidentally pulls it off the wall. Sets off the timer. They have to throw it out, out an airlock and blow it up and escape. So Finn's very much used... A, as the comic relief again there. Yeah. But the reason this is batshit crazy book of a week uh-huh. is that it's from a YouTube series of like two and a half minute animations. Uh-huh. Some of which take place within the movies, between the movies, feature all our favorite characters. Some of those episodes have also been adapted into little kids books. So like this one that I'm showing Jose right here, this is the forces of destiny raid chronicles okay you know little junior readers books great animation great story it's just a very random book and i i love it yeah it's that simple that's why i chose it nice i'll have to check out the video then i mean that's uh those that's an easy thing for me to to watch or get caught up on before the, our next episode and the because... videos are really good so you've got um you've got one that shows how leia got the the bausch armor but she disguise herself to go into Jabba's palace. Yeah. You've got some with Jyn Erso. You've got some with Ahsoka and Padme. They go through the whole That's cool. eras. They're really good. They're worth checking out. Yeah. Let's make sure to uh, to share the link on the on the Discord with uh, with people uh, when this comes out. But yeah, I'll definitely check that, that out because that sounds cool. And they're all on Disney Plus. So they're easy to find as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, then for sure. All right. Uh... Well, Trevor, is there anything else you want to talk about Finn, or should we just start wrapping this up? I mean, we could go on about the contradictions in the character (laughs) for for hours. Um, But, you know, there's a a lot of interesting stuff there to dissect and talk about, as we've just shown. What there isn't are a lot of stories about him. Yeah. So that's all we can hope for, is to get (laughs) some really meaty stories with his character to come. Right. Because they're not going anywhere, are they? No, no. We, I, I, we know that we are going to get post-sequel trilogy content at some point. Yeah, I think they're just waiting a little bit and focusing on this other era to kind of just let things settle a little bit, and then we'll get a lot yeah, more content absolutely. after that. All right, well, 
before we're done, just let's do our little bit of housekeeping. Uh, let's, you know, our, our listeners, guys, let's, you know, give us your feedback, suggestions, and questions. You can, uh, just like Jared had been doing on a few episodes, you can record yourselves asking questions and we can play it during the episode. Tra- uh, Trev loves to uh, to try to be stumped and he likes answering questions, so go ahead and submit anything that you may want to know. Uh, I also- Sorry, I just want to clear that up. I do not enjoy being stumped at all. I prefer <laughs> it when I know all the answers. Yes, he... He likes showing <laughs> off that he cannot be stumped. I think that's, that's, the one. that's a better that's phrasing. The one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I also have a little bit of an announcement. Uh, we had been working towards this Legends showdown between you and and Jared from Legends Look Back. And we're actually going to be pushing that episode for later this year, you know, because so as we, you know, we, we discussed it, right? But as we were coming up with ideas and kind of structuring this episode, there's just, um, there's a lot of things in there that I think could make this a much richer and dynamic experience for the audience. So we just need a little bit more time to make it properly happen. So, you know, we'll, so guys, we'll let you know when this is going to come out and what the proper plan is, but just know that, yeah, it's going to just happen sometime later. And with that said, Trev, you know, so that changes our schedule a little bit. So what do we actually have planned for the next, uh, what's coming up next in our queue then? Because we're not going to be doing this this uh, game show. So before we start recording this episode, me and Jose were going back and forth through our various future topic ideas. And we were, you know, talking about each one, what interests us most. And we kind of settled on just droids that's it <laughs> just it's a one word idea Dro- so what we're gonna do we we've both already got our ideas for this topic and we're not gonna re- be recording it for two weeks time so it'll be a month from today that it goes out we're gonna be in the discord just asking you guys as well what droids what is it about droids what do you like about droids what yeah. droids don't you like yeah <laughs> we're just gonna throw it out it's a what really really vague do? theme don't ask that one, Jose. I already know where you're going with that. Who invented <laughs> droids? But yeah, it's... What was the we've first droid in Legends? <laughs> See, already, we've given ourselves too much to talk about. <laughs> so that one's going to be really, really fun. <laughs> that's right. All right, man. Well, I think that's it for today's episode. Um Let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll provide links and pictures to some of the books that uh, Trev mentioned today. Let's make sure to put that link to, uh, to the Forces of Destiny, because that sounds like um, if anyone has, hasn't seen them yet, like myself, that would be a really cool thing to watch. So all of this will go up on our Star Wars Archives channel in the Discord. So if you have not joined Discord yet, go over to utini.com Discord and click the Join Now button right on that page. And yeah, just be part of the conversation. There's, uh, you know, we we get to discuss things that uh, with, you know, with our community that we touched on on these episodes and just put whatever random memes that you want in there, too. Um, (laughs) I don't know, whatever. There's other people that talk about naked palps and legends look back. So maybe we just need to have our own uh, recurring. We need a catchphrase. Yeah, yes, we need something. All right. Um, That's that's your task, people. Give us a catchphrase. <laughs> Give us something. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at djoxi. That is T H E J O X I I I. Or follow my Instagram at the Jose Jimenez. Trev, where can people find you? 
I'm at Davy Todd on Twitter, or I'll just be hanging out in the Discord. And hopefully in about two weeks' time, I'll be just shouting about the brand new sexy timeline that we have over at utini.com. Ooh, yes. I mean, I've seen the preview of it, and it looks amazing. So I can't wait to, oh my that to go God, live. Oh, my God. so good. Corey, Corey has put in some stupid hours on this thing. Well, him and I you. I mean, we've dude. put in... He's put in some nuts hours. We've put in some crazy hours on database doing yeah. the most mind-numbing of tasks that we just happen to enjoy. It, it would drive anyone else crazy, but yeah. I spent the afternoon copy and pasting Disney Plus links today. But it all <laughs> leads to a much better viewer experience, yeah. visitor experience for the website. You will never need to go to Wikipedia again. We're going to take over Star Wars. It's... It's that good. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Well, thank you for all that time that you spent on that database, Trev. Thanks to uh, Corey for all those hours in <laughs> making that happen. And thank you guys for listening to us today. So that about covers it. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you, and we'll uh, see you next time. Radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.